Welcome to Life with God. A podcast where we have unpolished chats about knowing God and being a part of what He's doing on the earth. My name's Tyler. And I'm Brittany. And we're so glad you're here. All right, everyone. Welcome to the first episode. Episode one. (laughs) Episode one. I am here with my friend Brittany. I dragged her into this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I made her be on it with me. We are really good at podcasting. This is both of our first podcasts, so I've been pacing the room because I am a six on the Enneagram, and anything that can go wrong will go wrong in my mind. So I planned out how horrible this is going to be, and I'm sure that uh, Britt has just planned out all the ways that this is going to be so It's going to be amazing. amazing. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. Um, so if you know Britt, if you know Britt, what a privilege to know her, but um, if you don't, Britt is a very positive person. She brings a lot of energy to everything she does, and that's why I asked her to be on this podcast, because you will hear, but when she talks about God, when she talks about the things of the Spirit and, and what the Lord is doing on the earth, she's excited about it, and it's very rare to find someone like that. So, Britt, thanks so much for joining us. You're kind. I'm I, excited to be I here. Try. I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so, Britt, tell them a little bit why this podcast, even though you <clears throat> just literally asked me why are we doing this podcast. <laughs> But tell them a little bit about some of the conversations we've had and uh, why we want to do it. So, you and I lead worship together. We do. So, oftentimes we end up in this office uh, where we are right now. That's right. Our creative suite um, on Fridays, chatting about anything and everything, whatever random topics. But often they have to do with Jesus because... He's more exciting than anything else. (laughs) Um, And so we've gotten into all kinds of different things. And I think we've sort of hit a point where it's like, you know, we could talk about this till the cows come home. Mm -hmm. And the way that we talk about it is different than just, um, oh, I read this verse the other day and here's what it, you know, what it meant to me. Or, oh, I should go pray and read my Bible now. (laughs) You know, like just super kind of intense, structured, yeah. you know, kind of boring ways of relating to God. The way that we talk about it is far more exciting and alive so and yeah. just like day to day, life on life, um, you know, in common language, just how we experience him and um, what relationship with him looks like yeah. in everyday life. And so we thought it would be fun to talk about it even more because... Yay, and we get to bring you in on the fun. <laughs> That's right. How exciting. <laughs> so Which is good. amazing. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks so much for being my co-host. Um, I'm delighted. Yeah, so we're going to have fun. Um, so just so you guys know a little bit more about this podcast, I mean, we'll be talking some about different topics. Also, we'd love to be doing interviews and and just talking to people um, and having unpolished conversation about God and how he's working in our lives and how he's working um, throughout our country, nation, city of Austin, and um, the world at large. So we are excited that you guys are here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So to get started, Britt, why why don't you tell us a little bit about just the start of your journey with God? What, What was it like growing up? When, I guess, when did you even meet God, and what was your perception of him through that time? So my parents both loved Jesus, yeah. and um, I grew up um, in the church, going to church with them. I grew up um, even going to a Christian school, so I was kind of surrounded by it, and it was just what my family believed, 
it was all I ever learned about. I don't remember a day I didn't know the name of Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, you it was just it. part of life. You yeah, it. <laughs> it was just part of life. And um, that said, it was something that I believed because everybody around me believed it. It sure. wasn't something that was really personal to me or something that I had experienced for myself. It was kind of handed to me. Um, and so when I pictured God as a kid, he was like this big old guy up in the sky and he didn't really have a He's face. So old. He, was so old. <laughs> he, was, he was just kind of wrinkly and old yeah. and up there. Mm -hmm. And he was, I didn't know him. I just knew about him. He was just up there somewhere in the sky. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I knew that I believed it. I believed that he was real because sure. my parents believed that he was real. And so I trusted my parents. <laughs> That's what most kids do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know him for myself. Um, so, so yeah, I think when it, when that really shifted, I was 11 years old and I had just graduated, if you will, from fifth grade. I think people do that. Big move. Still big do. Move. <laughs> big time. I was going to junior high, yeah. so it was a big deal. Um, and it was the summer between fifth grade and sixth grade. And I don't know what started it, but all of a sudden I started wrestling with all of these doubts. Like, yeah. wait. How do I know I'm actually going to go to heaven? How do I know that God's actually real? Like, you know, like, am I really, you know, am I really saved? Like, <laughs> how, how do I know these things are real and true? And so sure. I just remember lots of nights finishing dinner and staying at the, at the dinner table, talking to my parents and asking them all these questions. And for the first time, I remember I have this, this memory of walking up to my bedroom and getting my Bible out. I had this Bible, which up until that point was literally a coloring book for uh -huh. me. Like I was just, yeah. if you looked at it now, if you see highlight and stars everywhere, like it was literally just a drawing. It's like how you stayed interested in church. You just like drew <laughs> little just stick highlighting figures. highlighting <laughs> the heck out of this thing because I had yellow and pink and green highlighters. I think I've seen that green. Bible or I've seen your other Bibles that are highlighted <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's this one. Um, so it just, it had just been like pictures and stories and things to draw. And for the first time I grabbed that book and I opened it with a desperation inside of me of like, I've always been told that this book has the answers to these kinds of questions. I got to find them. Mm -hmm. And I started reading the Bible for the first time, hungry for what it actually had to say. Yeah. Um, not just for the colorful maps in the back. Mm. Um, and I cried a lot of tears that summer. I prayed harder than I'd ever prayed in my whole life. Like crying out to God for the first time for myself going like, basically reveal yourself to me like show me that you're real show yeah. me that you're actually there um and it shifted that summer to yeah. the point where I have this other memory of me randomly walking down the stairs turning the corner walking down the hallway I was headed to our living room I don't even know why I don't remember what the purpose of that was I just remember there was this moment in the hallway where it was like time stood still everything froze it felt that way and all of a sudden I realized like, oh my gosh, I feel like I know myself better and I feel like I know God better. And for the first time, God had a face. Hmm. For the first time, I could picture him in my mind and I could see his face. And that was totally different than how it had been because yeah. up until that point- He wasn't old and wrinkly. He was just up there. <laughs> he was just somewhere up there and I didn't know him, but now he was looking right back at me. So good. And that fall, I started sixth grade and we were all, you know, you had to wait until the bell rang, right, before you could go into school. I don't know. I you was homeschooled. I don't really know <laughs> any like, of these know. things. Well, now you know. You had to wait until the bell rings, and then you could go in the building. Uh -huh. And so we would all stand outside and talk and whatever. And all my friends and I would be, like, talking bad about other people and gossiping about each other and, you know, just shooting the breeze. Yeah, but the stuff you do in Christian school. <laughs> bunch of crap that you do in Christian school. Yeah. 
basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And up until that point, I had always joined in. I didn't care. I was actually kind of a brat. I was really mean to people. Um, I could tell you stories. Mm. I was a bully. It was pretty bad. Um, That fall, I remember we were outside. The same thing started to happen. And it was like this light bulb went off inside of me. Is like this flag started waving. And all of a sudden, this thought hit me. Like, how would Jesus feel about this right now? How would he feel? And I had never had that thought before. <laughs> I had never had that thought. I never cared. I legit did not care. You didn't care at all what he, how he felt? No. Before huh. that yeah. time in my life, I didn't care. Hmm. It was all about me. It was all about what I wanted, what felt good, what got me friends, what got me like sure. recognition or acceptance from people yeah. that mattered to me. I never cared what God thought, except if it meant I was going to get punished by my parents for something bad that I did. Right, of course. (laughs) Threat of punishment. Uh Uh-huh. That day, it was like suddenly it mattered to me what he thought because his spirit was alive inside of me. It was like I had decided I wanted to follow him and that I believed him and that I had given my life to him for myself, not because it was something my family did or because it was something my church did. And that changed literally the course of my entire life. Man. That's so good. For me, I, I'm not as good at even remembering like when a shift happened, I feel like. If I, if I look back, I, I remember my life and, and like you, I was raised in church. I was raised in a Christian family and I always felt like I, I knew God and who he was. And I, I feel like I was a little bit maybe on the other side of the spectrum, which is like everything convicted me. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm I'm not living right. Like every little thing I did, like because I think that my my perception mm. of God was that he he cared more about the rules than he cared about like mm. connection, right? I never yeah. I never I think at, at a younger age I never knew the the personal heart of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't think that he was necessarily angry, like you know the story of like the angry God dangling us over hell. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think I saw him like that, but what I saw him was like maybe just disappointed a lot. Um, and, and it's interesting, you, t- you talked about the struggle of when things started to shift, you were like started to struggle and wrestle with God. And I remember one time, and, and this is crazy that this is like a thing that I remember, but I remember being in my bed and like, I don't even remember what it was about. I was probably like maybe 14, but I remember like for the first time in my life, like shouting at God <laughs> and being like, wow. and being like, you have to show me this, you, you, I, wow. you know, this whole time I've been living like sure. this and this and this, but you Come know, on. you have to show me this. And uh, like, I remember that to this day as like one of the first times that I felt like, like an overwhelming just sense of like the peace and love of God, which wow. is like, what? Like in the questions, like, so Dang. it was in the shouting. And then I remember like wanting to tell everyone like, he's okay that you asked the questions. Come on. <laughs> like, he's good that you asked the on. questions. He's yes. good with it. Um, so that, that. I feel like that started a journey in me that that was um, like a long-term journey wow. um, to just realizing, uh, I think, like the father, the father mm-hmm. heart of God, as opposed to um, the rule-following yeah. person of God. Wow. Um, so so, so good. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy even just to think back. Yeah, I feel like we don't always think about I know. our story. I know it's true. <laughs> or right, tell us a little bit more about when you started to experience the like personal father heart of God? What did that look like in your life? Well, it's interesting you talked about rules because yeah. even though in that moment when I was 11, like God became more personal to me, um, 
I still lived under the threat of screwing up. Sure, <laughs> um, of course. I was because now you're like he's real. He's up right. there somewhere, and, and I have these new convictions that I didn't really. <laughs> what are these? And you know, like Christians are amazing humans, but they also sometimes screw things up. And there was this pertinent message that I got a lot growing up, which was basically get it right, don't screw it up, do the right thing, do the right thing, don't do the wrong thing, the wrong thing is bad, don't do the wrong thing, right. you get in trouble if you do the wrong thing. You know what I mean? So there's right. this pressure. Um, and I was a rule follower because I was a people pleaser. I liked people to be happy with me. So that was really my, my drive. Mm -hmm. um, same as before I really met God, it was like about making people happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so now on top of making people happy, I was also trying to make God happy. So yeah. That's kind of heavy <laughs> to <Yeah>. carry around. <laughs> um, and so I dealt with a ton of condemnation. I mean, yeah. I, to the point where I would spend hours in my room sometimes, like just basically like weeping over what a wreck I was mm. and feeling super heavy and feeling like I had to like endure this amount of like feeling bad for myself time before I could be okay with God again. Sure, yeah, of Which course. is absurd, but at the time, I, I did that a lot. Like, all through middle school, into high school, like, it was just this heavy thing of like, I gotta get it right, I gotta do the right thing. Yep. Um, and it wasn't until, um, like, late high school, early college, um, when I, you know, it was interesting, I was getting ready to go to college, and um, it was funny. <laughs> I remember this conversation I had with God in the living room one day. I think I was sitting at my piano, actually, just hanging out. And God said to me, you know, you're not going to college to meet Mr. Wright. And I was like, I know that. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> Which I, did in the back of my it? mind, did, I, did you thought, know it? thought that was the case. Yeah. But, of course, I was too proud to admit it. Mm -hmm. I was like, duh. Like, I know that. He goes, yeah. And you're not really going for an education either. And then I was like, hold the phone okay, you got my attention. Why am I going to college? Like, yeah. you just erased the two main reasons why most of us go to college. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are Why you am I here? About? That's why I didn't go to college. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like completely flabbergasted. What is going on? He goes, you are going because you are about to embark on a more independent adventure with me. Get excited. Mm. And this, How excited were you? Holy cow. In the beginning? Dude, this weight lifted off really? of me. Really? It was I crazy. Been, like, so anxious. Like, this frick. weight just <laughs> lifted off my shoulders and I could breathe deeply. I didn't even know I was carrying it. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Wow. I can't wait. And so it was all this, it was like this anticipation started stirring in my heart yeah. that there was more, that God had more. And I didn't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, but there was more. And so I get to college, freshman year, halfway through freshman year, Christmas break. Like my parents start going to this different church. They start hanging out with these different people. And these people are like totally in love with Jesus, like next level, like super excited about Jesus, yeah. super excited about God the Father, super yeah. excited about the Holy Spirit, like all these different parts of who God is, right? And that super was new pumped. to you? That was new to me. Sure. So especially the part about the Holy Spirit, totally new to me. Yeah. And like... I start hearing about it, something starts shifting inside of me. I'm like, okay, I think maybe there's more to God than I thought. Like maybe there's more parts of him that I haven't experienced, which I'm racking my brain here because I've grown up in the church, I've grown up in Christian school, I've taken all these Bible classes. Like mm -hmm. I thought we talked about it all, but I guess I not. I thought I knew all of the things. <laughs> I well, thank I God that he doesn't allow us just to like know him by like just reading or like, you know what I mean? For crying out loud. Like and not experiencing. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, yikes. There's more, and I don't know what it is. And they were like, hey, 
there's more of the spirit of God that you can have. Mm. Are you interested in that? Mm. I was like, sign me up. I'm yeah. a little freaked out right now, yeah. God, because I don't know how this didn't uh-huh. come up in the first 18 years of my life. Yeah. But. Like, we'll do a scared. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you've got more, I know you're good. Therefore, it's got to be good. So bring it on. Come that on. was kind of how it went down. Come on. I went back to school in January. A different person. It was wild. I don't remember how it happened or when it happened, but it was like all of a sudden this well got uncapped inside of me. And it was like all of these things, like all of this peace, all of this joy, all of this confidence started like exploding. Mm -hmm. For like a solid week, it didn't go away. And I was not fabricating it. I was literally just back at school, back in my dorm, back with all my same friends. But it was like this fountain of like, peace and joy and love and life and like just excitement was just exploding. I wanted to pray with everybody on my hall. I literally was like, it was crazy. This is the Brittany that we know. It was crazy. It was next level. I was like, I'm not making this happen. How is this happening? And and it was like, uh, this must be the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like next Mm -hmm. level. Whoa. And that's when I started to grab hold of how much God loved me and enjoyed me. And it was like, you know, I think about that verse, um, and I should have looked it up before uh, right now. But it basically is like, you know, who can know the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God, right? The Spirit of God knows the thoughts of God. Um, And once I got more of the Spirit of God inside of me, it was like I could start to understand God's thoughts toward me. Mm -hmm. I could start to grab hold of his heart for me. And it started to hit me, oh my gosh, he doesn't just love me because he made me and he has to and he's love. He actually likes me. Yeah. Like, he actually enjoys me. Like, he doesn't get tired of me. Yeah. I get tired of me. I get annoyed with me. God doesn't. None of us get tired of you, Britt. Oh, that's kind. <laughs> that's yes, good. we all do. We all get tired of me at times. But God doesn't. God doesn't get yeah. sick of me. God's no. never over me. He's never like, yeah, that's cute. I'm moving on to somebody else right now because I need a break from you. Like humans do. He's not like that. Yeah. And that floored me. And I started to, like, understand more of this this father heart, this this God that, like, was pumped about being with me yeah. and like excited yeah. to tell me things. Right. He wasn't ex- just disappointed with No, yeah. like excited to hear what I had to say. Yeah. Excited to hear what I was dreaming about. Excited to help me figure out what I was dreaming about because I didn't even know at the time. Like all these things. It was it was radical, but it took getting it took inviting more of the spirit of God to take over my life. Sure. So I could really start to enter into his heart for me, yeah. if that makes sense. No, that's so good. That's so good. And I I love what you touched on, uh, even about just in the beginning, like the the condemnation that that you kind of had started to feel when when you like started realizing who God was. And I feel like for me personally, like I didn't realize it until later, but I lived under a lot of that condemnation that I put on myself. I put a lot of like like even what you said about the in between of like when you mess up and how soon can we go back to God? Yeah. And like I feel like my my whole I don't know ten Miserable. years, my whole ten years. Uh, was just figuring out how long I had to freaking wait to come back to God. <laughs> and like, what, what a waste, what a waste of time. Um, but, but, that, but that took me on a journey to just realizing that, yeah. like you said, he wow. wants to be with me in the now. And he cares more about who I am than yeah. what I'm doing. Right. And he's going to lead me in a place. And That's unless so we let him in as, as a father in that relationship, then we're just going to live in condemnation. Come on. One thing that I really love, though, along those lines, and I always say it, is that condemnation just leads us into like a spiral of doing the same stuff that we've yes. always done. Well right? said. Like grace isn't, grace isn't an opportunity for us to keep sinning, but grace lets us lift that weight Come off on. of us so yeah. we can keep, Ooh, so like we can that. keep pressing into to newness because, because like conviction 
isn't the same as condemnation, right? Mm-mm. I think a lot of times as believers, we think conviction is like, oh, okay, I'm convicted and now, uh, okay, I have to wait my Come obligatory on, one night or two days, whatever, <laughs> right. like depending how, uh, you <laughs> how, know, how traditional you are. <laughs> Like how long you have to wait to come back to God, but conviction doesn't have to equal condemnation because there is no there's come no on. condemnation in Jesus, right? That's not yes. to say there's no conviction. That's good. So the conviction should lead us to a better recognition of His grace, yes. and that leads us to just newness of life. Come and on. and I feel like that was a huge like years on years on years journey for me mm. of just realizing that His grace like it's enough to lift me out, and wow. and it's enough that. I don't have to live in hmm. condemnation anymore. Um, and that was a huge part of me um, connecting with the Father heart of Come God. On. And um, it's even, I mean, it's been a journey since then, but it's yeah. like, how much more exciting is it living for someone who's like cheering for you, right? Right? <laughs> like how much better is it to be on a journey for someone who is his for you, he's excited to like be around you than a person who's just like yes. doesn't want you to slip up and and not mess up and like yes you know mess up the rules. But totally well, and in concrete ways too, you know. Like I think it's not even it's part of what I love about it is that that reality is not just an idea yeah. that I have to believe is true all the time and not experience. Yeah, like that's actually in practice how it feels to belong to God, you know, as, as his kids. Yeah. Like it literally feels like that. Like I was thinking through, okay, so like when I say I've experienced the heart of God, like mm-hmm. what does that actually mean? Like sure. what does that feel like? What does yeah. that play out as? And I realized, well, one thing is provision. Mm-hmm. Like he pays for stuff. Yeah, he does. I mean, dads do that, yeah. you know, like they buy you things because you don't have the money or you're not working or they just want to. You wrecked your car. <laughs> you wrecked your car. Not that you've I, ever done that. <laughs> they buy you stuff, yeah, you know? Like, totally. And, and God will do that, you know? Like, he's taken me out to dinner multiple times, you know? And maybe everybody else thinks it's dumb because I'm talking at thin air across from me. But I know I'm not. Like, Wait, are you really doing that at I'm the restaurant? I'm straight up serious. <laughs> I, they do. That's why I asked you on this podcast. We've gone to dinner multiple times. We've gone to the movies together. In fact, I love it when there's a free seat because then it really feels like he's sitting right there and not on top of whoever's there. But I mean, like, literally, and we'll just like, you know, like, we'll hold hands and walk together. I mean, like, there's this affection piece, Mm -hmm, too. You know, mm -hmm. like, the provision piece, but then the affection piece. Like, he gives hugs. Yeah, Yeah, it's not the same as a human being, but it's just as real. Like, no lie. And that might sound nuts, but like, like, the spirit of God is real and yeah. present. And so, like, you get really good hugs from God. Like, he rocks at hugs. Like, <laughs> he's, he's so great at hugs. He's a really good dancer. He yeah. loves to dance. We have dance parties. Like, he's funny. Like, there's this affectionate, fun side of him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then he gives honest encouragement. You know, like, I'll ask him oftentimes, like, especially after doing something that felt really vulnerable, like leading worship. <laughs> yeah. Hey, God, how did how'd you feel about that? And he'll be like, I remember one time, I said, God, how did you feel about that? And I did not feel good about it. And he goes, you did a great job. And I was like, whatever. Like, what does that even mean? Like, everybody says that, right? Everybody says that. And he looked at me and he goes, you calling me a liar? I was like. Called out. (laughs) You're like, no, no, of course I'm not. I was like, I mean, what does that mean, though? Like, everybody says that. He goes, do you need to look up the word great in the dictionary? I'm like, dang it. Like. He's like, I mean 100% of what I say to yeah, you. Yeah. So when I speak, I'm standing behind it. Yeah. 
That's and so when good. I do something, I'm standing behind it. Like I am 100% all in with you all the time. Yeah. And he's floored me, his honesty and the, the power of his encouragement as a result because I can believe every single word that comes out of his mouth. Like none of it is fluff. Like there's no, yeah, I mean, it's just like literally every single thing he says is he's 100% true. Yeah. And so it's meant so much to me because his encouragement like gives me wings. Like yeah. it can literally fill my sails because even the word awesome suddenly actually means it's di dictionary definition. Right. And you're like, and it's actually real. Stupid. Like, cause you said it, it has to be real. It has to be real. Cause you said it. I love that. I love that. And even as we were kind of prepping for this episode and just kind of thinking about the father heart of God, the thing that always comes up to me is just a prodigal son. Right. And the son goes away. And that's how we feel. Like, like I said, when, when we're experiencing condemnation, like we don't want to come back to the father. We're like, I'm not even worthy to be your servant. Seriously. And, um, but, but I love the part where it just says like, while well, he was a long distance off, right? Mm. So it doesn't say that like God's like waiting passively, like about his day, da, 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 da. You know, you're just waiting yeah. for his son to come home. But what he was doing was like sitting out on his porch, like looking at the horizon, like ready that his son would come home. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that ultimately so is good. the father heart of God. Like his desire is that you come home. And then, yeah. and when you do come home, like, He's covering you in the best robes and like the best food. Like you Lavishing said, like, you. yeah, like he wants yeah. to have a party with you. Yeah. Like when's the last time you went to a party with God? Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Amazing. I love that. So in light of that, how important do you feel like it is that people experience the father heart of God? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good question. I feel like. I mean, I feel like it's everything. I, I, I think it's so important um, that we know the character of God because there's so many, like, I would say false gods out there. So, like, to know that we're praying to a God, like, we need to know his character. We need to understand yeah, who he is. On. We like so good. Um, this this book that I'm reading is Prayer uh, by Timothy Keller, and it just talks about that that our prayer is a response to something that God started. So, therefore... We need to actually, like, the more we know about God, about his character, like, that defines who we're talking to. Um, so I think it's so important. Like, Come we on. need to know all of the different characteristics, yeah. all of the different aspects of God and who he is, because that ultimately is, like, defines how we interact yeah. with him. Um, and, and we can't interact with a person who, that we don't understand. Like, on, we can it. on a surface level. But it's like in a relationship, like me and you sitting here talking, like if I didn't know anything about you, like it would be right. very surface level. Right. So I think it's so important. And, and, and I love what you even said about um, how it was like an experience with the Holy Spirit that brought um, the scripture into a new light. Yes. And I think it's so important yeah. because the Bible speaks very clearly that the Holy Spirit is like our interpreter, right? Like of the word. Mm -hmm. So so we can sit as a non-believer and read the word and it means nothing like Right. But, but the scripture actually say that it's it's alive and active, right? Yes. And the only reason it's alive and active is because the Holy Spirit is speaking it yes. to us and giving us something new, something exciting, some revelation. So I love what you said uh, um, about how you had that experience just leaning into the mm. Holy Spirit. And I think that's so important. So good. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, like a lot of the things over the years that I've been really frustrated with God about often come from misunderstanding him yeah, and misunderstanding right. his intentions. Yeah. And I mean, you just think about relationships in general, right? Like conflict often arises out of misunderstanding. Yeah. Oh, every time. <laughs> I mean, there's always like somehow we right. miss each other. Right. Yeah. And 
usually there's a misunderstanding of motive um, or of, you know, intention or something like that. And in order to clear that up, you got to lean in and ask good questions and understand, okay, where were you coming from? Why did you do what you did? Why did you say what you said? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then there's the humility to admit when you're wrong and when you screwed up and when your intention actually was crappy. (laughs) And sorry, that was dumb. Like, let's patch this up because I want to be your friend. Like, I want to be in relationship with you. I don't want this to be a broken, messed up thing. And I found it works the same way with God. You know, so many of the things I get annoyed with him about or that, that, you know, make me mad or make me want to walk out on him are places where I don't fully understand his character. I don't fully understand what you just said about him, like all of these things that make him who he is. And so I feel like there's this, there's this point to be made too of like, you know, it's worth it to press in. Mm -hmm. In fact, start with the places where you're annoyed with God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Start with the places where you're mad with him. Like start with the things you don't understand and lean in hardcore there and go, show me what you were doing. Tell me what you were thinking, God. Like, how do you feel about this situation? Yeah. You know, like yeah. get his thoughts on it because he will answer back. Like right. the God who created mouths talks. You know right. what I mean? Like, and the God who created ears hears. <laughs> and the God who made our eyes sees. So it's like, you're going to be seen, you're going to be heard, and you're going to be answered. Yeah. And, and how much more fun is it to like pray into the things that yes. he actually cares about? As, yes. And when we know his character, like we can pray into those things as opposed to just like praying up in the air, like the things that we think we want. Um, but the more we know about his character, like the more we can pray into the things that are important to him. And that, that is like so much better. Yes. <laughs> like a million times better than yes. just, you know, praying whatever we want. Right. And that's part of just the excitement of, of experiencing more of him and yeah. who he is and learning more about his character. Well, that's it for today's episode. And we so appreciate y'all sticking around with us until then. Our hope is that these conversations will encourage your faith and serve as a reminder that God is still working in you and on this earth. If you enjoyed these conversations, go ahead and do us a favor and subscribe wherever you're currently listening to this podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you. So just drop us an email at lifewithgodpod at gmail.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us. God bless, and we'll see you guys next time.